Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. You know, as I do these podcasts each week, I always like to uh, take a little time to provide a nice introduction and establish my topic and guest for the day. Uh, but sometimes it just seems like there's a lot to cover and it makes me want to get right into the conversation. Uh, today is one of those days because I think we have a very interesting and comprehensive topic. And uh, we're going to take a look at uh, employment agency hearings. Now, this is something that was new to me. And as I look through it, there's a lot to talk about. So, uh, here to assist, because you never want to rely on my knowledge here, is Lavelle Law Attorney Heidi Kuffel. Um, Heidi's been here before. I always look forward to our conversations. And Heidi, you know, it looks like we have an awful lot to cover, so how about if we just get right to it before, after we say a quick hello to you. Everything good with you? Everything's good. Let's go. Good. All right. So we're going to look at employment agency hearings and, and talk about the process involved. So to start Tell me about the types of situations that might lead to a hearing of this type. Sure. So there's a lot of different employment agencies, and I just gave like a couple examples, um, just a Department of Employment Security, perhaps, or a Department of Labor. And um, say in the employment security, we're dealing more with um, with unemployment insurance benefits. Um, maybe, you know, a, a worker has, or a previous worker has applied for those and then um, their claim might be denied. Um, maybe they want to appeal it. They would be doing so with the Department of Employment Security. Um, Department of Labor, on the other hand, maybe um, in, a, in a former employee believes that they um, weren't compensated fully after um after leaving their employment uh, with their former employer and they want to file some kind of a wage claim, um, they would do so with the the Department of Labor. And just to be clear, the Department of Employment Security is an Illinois agency, if I'm correct. Department of Labor, is that federal or is that state as well? Correct. So in that state as well, I'm sorry, um, state of uh, the state of Illinois um, for both of them, yes. Okay. Um, now, you know, there's a very unique condition here as it seems that these hearings, if I understand it correctly, can be conducted over the phone. Is that is that standard process for the way these are handled? Yes, it is standard process, and it makes it makes everything um, quite quite different. So um, they put on there. Uh, there's there's a lot of information that they will send to you via email, and that's or via email via mail, um, and that's something else that's kind of different. It's just getting uh, your notification is usually through the mail. Um, you know, like in lawsuits, you'd be served, and you certainly could serve someone, but usually the standard practice is receiving these in the mail. Um, and in there, you'll, you'll get a notice of a telephonic hearing, and um, it lists it lists your phone number that they're going to call you at, which is really important for you to make sure that, that that's correct, because if, if for some reason you do not answer, um, they might dismiss um, the case, or if um, you're, say, the employer, they might just uh, hear all of the evidence presented before them, and you, you weren't there for it. So um, it can be very prejudicial. So make sure that the telephone number is absolutely correct on there, um, as well as as well as every all the you know obviously the rest of the information. But so you know with with materials coming in the mail and and the and the event happening via a, a conference call for lack of a better term I guess 
I don't want to make it sound informal, and you mentioned the fact that, you know, if, if you're involved, make sure you have the number, the number is correct, and you're able to answer. Is this something people would handle on their own, or is, are, are these hearings that someone should still have an attorney with them for? Uh, well, people certainly can and do handle these on their own, but um, having an attorney always, of course, has its perks um, as far as just being familiar with the administrative codes um, as well as any kind of uh, you know precedent or anything relating to your case. It's always helpful to have a, an attorney kind of guide you through. However, um, the notices are very friendly um, in that you know some of these even give you um, sort of a guideline of where to go on um, the department's website to help you prepare for the hearing um, so that you can inform yourself and so that you know you have an idea of, of what to expect and, and how to prepare. So um, there is some guidance given, but of course it's always, I think, very helpful to have um, someone uh, with, with expertise guiding you through. Yeah, and, and let's talk about you know some of the benefits there and the reasons why they might want to do that. You mentioned um, you know how to prepare for the hearing. What what as an attorney can you help a client with in terms of first of all getting ready for a hearing of this sort? Sure. So um, of course you know you want to you want to be familiar with your code. You want to be familiar with um, any any cases that are similar to um, your client's case. And then even though um, the technical rules of of evidence aren't applicable in this type of hearing, they can be very helpful in just the overall structure and organization um, of the hearing. And even though, like I said, those aren't um, in effect, the hearing runs very similarly to to how um, sort of a mini trial would run and that um, the the administrative law judge gives you an opportunity to have an opening statement. Um, You are given uh, the the witnesses or parties are sworn in. Um, you are given an opportunity for direct examination, cross examination, and also presentation of any exhibits. And maybe I should back step there on, on uh, back up there on um, exhibits. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, you are given the opportunity. Let's, let's, oh, sorry. Let me, let me take you back even further because you just you just kind of gave us a great deal of information there, and I want to kind of walk through <laughs> that a little bit. First of all. If if someone has an attorney representing them uh, during the course of the hearing, does the attorney take the lead? Are they able to sort of um, be the respondent uh, to to the hearing, to the judge or whoever it is, or is it more the individual and, and the attorney is kind of just there helping them in the background? That is a great question. Um, so as far as answering the questions, a lot of it is um, your client um, actually speaking during this, and then um, as far as uh, – Providing the questions, like the the questions to the other side, the attorney mm-hmm. will um, be asking those, but answering is is mostly your client. So there's there's a lot that your client's saying, and then as as far as um, setting up where your client is going to be at the time, I've uh, had experience before where the where uh, my client is um, at another location on the phone. And then I've also had experience where your client is actually here in the same office with you, and you can use speakerphone. But um, speakerphone can be kind of difficult sometimes to to hear as well because you don't want any background noise with so many parties um, on a on a telephone conference. Okay. Um, well, this is this is actually pretty fascinating. We're, we're talking to attorney Heidi Kuffel. Um, we're discussing employment agency hearings today. And I, I really didn't give Heidi her due at the beginning of the discussion. I want to make sure that uh, uh, everyone understands that she is uh, an associate at Lavelle Law and uh, does a lot of work with the employment law practice group there, among others. <clears throat> and if, if you have not seen in the past, you may check out their website at lavellelaw.com. You'll find 
several great articles posted uh, by Heidi recently in February. She often adds new material there, so I, uh, I do suggest to be a fre- frequent visitor to kind of catch up on some of the uh, new topics that are being covered. And today we're, we're covering a new one here on, on the podcast. Now, take us through the, the conference call. You talked about the process and proceedings, um, and you mentioned a couple of key factors. Let's start with documentation. Um, if you or the client has received materials via the mail and you have documents that you want included during the hearing, is that something you send off in advance and make sure everybody has a copy of and then you refer to during the course of the hearing? That's exactly right. And um, the, usually the notification you have will tell you um, how the time period of when um, the administrative law judge needs to receive that information as well as the opposing side. Um, and it's it's extremely important that um, when you're going through these documents that they're legible and that they're um, easily referenced. And, I mean, w- when you have just the phone as your communication, um, you just want to make sure that everyone that's pulling up these documents can easily get to them and that you don't have to take a a long time to try and describe the documents. They should be clearly labeled. Um, And, you know, if if that is too burdensome and does take take too long, sometimes, you know, there's only a designated amount of time set for these hearings and the administrative law judges are very busy and have, you know, busy schedules. Um, They will, you know, say, look, we're going to have to continue the remainder of this of this hearing because there's there's no more there's no more time i i have to you know i've got another matter so it's just very i can't stress enough the importance of um presenting those uh exhibits on time getting those into everyone's hands on time and also um making sure that they are clearly labeled and um are organized in a way that that makes sense to how you're presenting your your case okay and then did you mention witnesses are witnesses allowed and if so is that another person dialing in then Yes, witnesses are allowed, and um, usually I've had a, the witnesses are usually at the same one of the locations that someone else calling in is also in. And um, I should also say too that everyone is sworn in at the beginning of um, the hearing, and that um, there's everyone gives consent to recording the hearing um, as well. So um, it's it's very similar to to what you would have um, if you were present in court physically. Okay, and. You know, again, I, I don't mean to make this sound more complex than it is. It sounds like you've handled these in the past, and um, I'm sure with the right experience can do that. But is it is it made more complicated if if there are more than one issue at stake, or or is there only one thing that can be handled in each of these hearings? Um, no, no, it can make um, it more more complicated um, when there are more issues. Um, many times they're related to one another, so it, it seems to flow, and you do have a lot of um, similarities. Um, but on the um, information you receive, they will say exactly what is being covered at that hearing. Sometimes it won't be everything that you currently have before that department, so you just want to make sure that you are aware and that you do pay attention to what exactly the topics are. Okay, and and is this uh, administrated by is is this a, a a traditional judge or are these administrators with you know background in in these types of cases that that work on these? I mean, who who runs this uh, trial, for lack of a better term? Sure. So they're um, they're administrative law judges, and what's great about administrative law judges is that they work solely in the area that um, they are that they are currently in. So they know the ins and outs and have seen um all of the different types of cases in their area. So they're they're literally like expertise in um 
in the area that they are um, that they have control over. Yeah, you've got the right people then. And if if time is an issue, if there are fixed amounts of time for these, do I assume then that um, when the time is up, if there is a time, or maybe it goes on until everyone presents everything, um, does does that administrative hearing judge then simply at the end say, all right, here here's where I think we land, or do they go away for a while and and come up with a a response and a and a uh, verdict if that's the right term here? Sure, that's a great question because I think that many many times the expectations are well after this hearing I'm gonna you know at least have you know some kind of finality and everything will be uh, at least you know have that, some kind of resolution and that is not the case these these decisions and orders can take um, a very <laughs> very long time uh, and you need to just you need to be patient uh, waiting for it but the judge will let you know um, when to expect um, the decision but um, you know sometimes it might be you know a couple months. So you you just have to you just have to know that going into it and, and know that it's not going to be resolved that same day. And and whatever they determine, is that binding or is this like other law proceedings where there might be an appeal process afterwards? There there usually is some kind of and, and again they're very good about uh communicating that as well um in their decisions and orders. Your right to um any appeal or perhaps uh a motion to reconsider um the ruling in in the case. Okay. Well, uh, we're, we're getting near the end of the time here, so I think you know, main takeaway for me is um, a very different process, but one which, um, uh, although it's it's different and maybe not may not feel as formal, certainly an attorney is um, uh, is a good choice if you're heading into one. Is there anything else we didn't get to, or any other uh, things you want to cover before we let you go today, Heidi? I don't think so. I think I think we uh, hit it in that short amount of time. So great. Great. Um, well, that was, uh, as I said, very informative, and uh, certainly appreciate uh, Heidi Kuffel being with us. It's always uh, great when she comes by and, and takes a little time to talk with us. Um, so uh, we certainly appreciate that. And as I said, we, we had this uh, kind of rush to get through everything today. I hope it's been informative. If not, you can always re-listen to these podcasts at LavelleLaw.com on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. And, uh, again, don't forget to visit the website for articles and other information as well. Thanks very much for being here. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all the meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups. Delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.